I'm Daniel Mathis. I'm a Norwich supporter. I really despise millennial <laughs> Arsenal supporters. And you're listening to the Drunkard United football show. I should have fucking seen that one coming. I don't really. even care that he slagged me off because it gets under your skin. All right. Well, I mean, Graham, laugh all you want. Bobby Firmino's on the phone. He wants his fucking haircut back, you fucking tool. <laughs> Fuck you. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight and short. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! I do just want to say that you can't smell like my lord if you don't play. <laughs> Hashtag life hack. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the... Nah, I'm just going to take the weekend off. That's it. Samuel Graham. How you doing, buddy? Not too bad. Excellent. Not too bad at all. Yeah. Uh, all the craziness that ensued in my household over the last week uh, was a bit intense. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoke about it last Monday. Yeah, all of those fears and problems were quelled. Everything's good. Oh, excellent! That's great. COVID negative. Hear. All right. Viral meningitis positive. Oh, yeah, but oh. that's okay because it's not the scary one. Okay, the so scary one's bacterial meningitis kills you in like three days. Heard. No one knows the other one exists. Right. Because you only see the bacterial one on TV because it's dramatic and shit. Right. Exactly. So yeah, everything's good. Very good. So she wasn't going to be like uh, an episode of House or anything like that. Right? No, exactly. Very good. Yeah. Love That's it. That's what I was worried about. No spinal tap necessary is good. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good, good Everything worked out for the best. Good here. <laughs> We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, share with a footballing friend, especially Spotify. They now take reviews. So please take a quick second and do that. And YouTube, make sure you give our uh, YouTube page a quick little like as well. It yep. means a lot. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. You can get in touch via email at dufootballshow at gmail.com, uh, or you can get in touch on social media at dufootballshow on all three of the major ones, and now including Reddit. Yep, we are uh, on so Reddit. Get on there so you can slag us off, which I'm sure <laughs> people have already done. It's <laughs> I haven't Reddit is it. almost as toxic as uh, Twitter. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, all I've been doing is just commenting on things, you know, right. like when it's something simple, like, oh, should Rafa go? Yeah. Yeah, you should. Right. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. Yes. <laughs> One win in 12. Hot take. Yes, Hot. you should go. Hot take. He did. Right. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So is the red-blooded Americans we are. We've got to have a drink at our hand throughout this show and every single show. We continue with the Whiskey Advocate Top 20 list. And this time, we have one without the E, Mr. Graham. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about it? It comes at a good time, too, because it's very cold outside. Yes, Uh, This is is the Glendronic Portwood. This is a 46% by volume or 92 proof, as it's known. Um, Had to do the math in my head and buy myself some time. Uh, It costs you about 90 bucks. They rated it a 92. It is a Highland Single Malt Scotch, um, finished in Portwood, obviously. Uh, So... 
Mr. Jeffrey Lindenmuth from uh, the Whiskey Advocate had the the joy of writing up this blurb. This iconic sherried single malt scotch gets an extra generous helping of fruit for maturation, uh, maturation in port pipes at the hands of Glendronic master blender uh, Rachel Berry. The result is a decadent and chewy dram that starts off with fig, dried cherries, and glazed banana chips on the nose. The mouth-filling flavors boast rich fruit with chocolate-covered cherries and spiced Christmas cake before a lingering finish of <clears throat> drying cacao or cocoa, something, and ginger snap. Uh, lush, creamy, and Moorish in the extreme. I am not sure that I'm a huge fan of this one. I mm-hmm. think this would have benefited just from, like, port butts mm-hmm. and not a full port barrel. Right. Um, I get a ton of that kind of dark fruit and stuff up front, and it kind of almost overpowers the scotch for me. Yeah, the overall problem for me in general uh i enjoy port uh port would finish though when not done very very faintly port completely overtakes the whiskey yeah and that's the case here um it's perfectly good and it's um, fine i it's you pour me a glass of it i'd fucking drink it and it's great for today considering you just how just piercing cold it is outside this is a lovely whiskey to have just kind of loses its single malt quality yeah it kind of exactly. fades into being a port finish which is like every other port finish i've ever had it doesn't matter what whiskey it is if it's port finished it just the port takes it over the only time i've seen someone do port the right way would be whistle pig with their 12 year old which is the three woods and they only do five percent of the blend is port would finish yeah, why exactly port dominates a flavor profile yeah. like i said a lot of the ways that distillers or blenders were getting around this kind of sort of thing is using a regular barrel like mm-hmm. a bourbon barrel ex-bourbon barrel or something like that and then just the head and the butt yeah being a port uh, you know a top yeah. and bottom from a port barrel um instead of the entire port flute which this is and it just as you say it just takes it over completely yeah yeah it's um again not bad not bad no not bad I, at all i think, it's I, think fun. I think the the whiskey itself the way it's done is deserving of its uh top 20 um it's not anything to make you, know, eh, you know it shouldn't be here it it's good yeah it's it's, it's quite good just uh port- i don't know that it'd be my first thing to reach for i'm just never i've never been a big portwood guy yep. I just never never have been i i love port on its own uh it just it, it overpowers it too much for me yeah uh real quick though yeah um, before i tell everyone to drink responsibly which mm-hmm. i am gonna do mm-hmm. i have a surprise for a producer now oh yeah what we got here uh elder pine which has been a recent favorite beer company of ours uh i, I love found, elder pine came out with chin chin which is their irish dry stout so this will oh. be just like supposedly just like guinness seven percent on this one though nice um not the four and a half that most irish tries are exactly so oh, i wanted to bring that to you i have myself a full can of that as well because uh i thought both of us would being massive guinness fans would enjoy this and i am going to leave you with this nugget i know i'm not supposed to say it now but i'm gonna do it anyway on our patreon show injury time which is our preview show we talk about the side beers that we have during recording so mm-hmm. um if you want our beer reviews sign up to that patreon and i'll plug that properly later on Excellent. Very, very good. 
And uh, Sam, even though you already said it, why don't you say it again? What should people do? Drink responsibly, guys. Bad, oh, boy. Let's go ahead and get some cheerses in here and everything. Excellent. 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 <clears throat> Sam, change of pace. We're opening this week with the bottom of the table. As one club gives up a lead again, another scores two goals in under 90 seconds, and the final one finds itself now at the bottom of the table without even playing. Newcastle won, Watford won, Norwich two, Everton won. Sam, for the ninth time in 10 chances, Newcastle has taken a lead and then squandered it. Yeah, I think it's 22 points total from the season um, that they've dropped from a winning position. Uh, I oh, Losing or drawing. A total I, of 22 points. That's fucking terrible. Uh, Alan, Keith, I keep believing that you're better than two other teams. Well, three other teams, technically. I feel like you're better, and I feel like you can jump them. Starting to run out of hope, man. Well... There's still, there's still a lot of the season. The- yeah, there's still a lot of the season left. There's still the rest of the transfer window to go. I they get to play us twice, so the- that's that's six <laughs> points. The other thing that they're doing though is they're weakening the teams around them, buying Chris Wood. Yes, you know, but some of these players that they've picked up so far, Kieran Trippi obviously came in from from outside <laughs> of England, yeah. but Atletico, uh, but is a quality fucking player, right? Yeah. Um, automatically, I think at least becomes their best free kick taker. Oh yeah, he's, um, just he was out there automatically away. taking free exactly. kicks. Exactly. Um, so they're they're strengthening in the right areas. I think they're they're also weakening those around them by picking off the better players of Burnley. Or mm. you know, I think they were they were looking at a, a player or two from Norwich as well. Yeah. Um, you know, to kind of, I guess, just by default, they're going to get worse. Right. So inevitably, we'll have a chance to be better than them. Right. Um. I think you see the excitement, the energy, the togetherness of the squad is now coming through after, you know, a couple months under Eddie Howe. They just really just need to put it together into a result. I mean, it's almost as if they're after they score, because a lot of times they score early yeah. as well. I think it's more of, hey, we can't fuck this up. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, a perfect plan of defense is go and score a second goal. Right. Go, go and two, score a third goal. Go up two nil. Go exactly. Up nil. Give yourself a chance to fuck up yeah because inevitably you're gonna <laughs> you're not down there by accident right so be positive you know right. a 4-3 win is still a fucking win <laughs> it's exactly. still three points exactly yeah. so um but Watford were more dangerous in this game second half in particular mm-hmm. they were excellent hey, uh, and, quick, and I thought it was a fair result to be honest quick quick shout out to our uh boy Steve who's the Watford supporter who uh, has come on the show a couple of times talked about the club he had mentioned Yao Pedro earlier in the year and said watch out the kid's really good he just needs an opportunity and i think we've you know a lot of attention been played to dennis and of course it should be on sar but you know guys are off at african cup of nations right now and pedro comes in his sub gets that gorgeous fucking header and yeah, well fucking des- brave as well well deserved well deserved equalizer and, brave ended up on his ass big yeah. time Claudio Ranieri, a little fist bump mm-hmm. i love he's, when old guys get excited he's uh they Watford over the next week, big week, um, Burnley and Norwich for them. So essentially three six-pointers right in a row. This is where they can separate themselves and give themselves a little bit of breathing room. Or they could find themselves squarely right in the drop zone. So Absolutely. And and it's tough, especially with AFCON, without 
arguably your best guy. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not going to be easy for them. No, not at all. It absolutely isn't. Uh, but uh, again, back to, to back to Newcastle, like. You got to start getting results. I it, mean, well, it, well, not even just they're getting results. They've got tons of ties. It's not going to be enough, is it? Need to start winning fucking games. No, it's not going to be enough. There yeah. has to be some three pointers. One, one. They have one, <laughs> one fucking win. I know. One, like that. Nottingham Forest has beat as many Premier League teams this season as Newcastle have. Precisely. One. So is Cambridge. <laughs> yes. Did them. them. <laughs> well, did Cambridge beat them or did just the Bulgarian keeper beat <laughs> yeah, them? Yeah, <laughs> right. No shit. It I stood mean, on his head. give credit where credit is due. When a madman gets a madman, he deserves that credit. Now, Burnley finds themselves with a backlog of games. And I just want to mention this briefly because we're trying not to talk so much about the cancellations, even though... We have to talk about your shithousery at the end of the fucking show. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have no idea show, what you mean. Showing off his pro-Arsenal, pro-Arsenal agenda, agenda shirt. agenda. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's <laughs> Precisely. a perfectly legitimate fucking cancellation. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, <laughs> Burnley, with without playing matches, suddenly find themselves sitting in 20th. And you got a bunch of games in hand, but now comes the pressure of, you have to come out and start winning those games. And Chris Wood wasn't playing a ton for... They only scored three goals a season. Right. Well, and and Chris Wood wasn't playing a ton anymore. Um, they've really been using Max Cornet. They've been using uh, Viedra a lot more. But still, you, you sold to... Disrespectful a, as fuck, too. Did you see what happened at AFCON? Mm-mm. Max Cornet in uh, his official team sheet for his mm-hmm. country. And I forget what country he's from, actually. Off the top of my head. And it doesn't matter. Uh, listed him as a Blackburn Rovers player. That nah, starts with a B. It's from England, isn't it? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> kind of close. Oh, they're kind of close. <laughs> wow, that is wrong. Yeah. That is so but, wrong. No, I mean, Burnley find themselves in a very precarious situation. Allowing Obviously, things with Chris Wood got a bit stale. Right. Um, you know, not really doing as well the season he has previously. I mean, he's been, you know, 12, 13 goal scorer for them for the last four or five years. But you sold him to a team you're directly directly competing with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, (laughs) hey, let me tell you something. Burnley, looky like Norwich right now. I, I, I'm honestly starting to think that that was a good one. Hit like me that. with a wet salmon, will you? <laughs> and, and they're about to be, it just, uh, I can't help but think Burnley might be packing it in and going, you know what? Let's go down. Let's figure it out. Could be because the new ownership they just really got new owners. Yeah. I mean, I that's but the, they, they really haven't spent anything. I mean, and maybe it is, they want to fix from within first. And but then why give Sean Dice a four year deal? If that's the case, then why give Sean Dice a four-year deal? Are you actually resigned to that's the best coach you can attract um, as I new th- ownership? I think right now, yes. I mean, Burnley isn't the most attractive prospect. I mean, we've said this about Newcastle um, recently, and, and right. no disrespect, but the, you know, a lot of things in that town have been neglected by England, right? Uh, as as a government, right. um, they've been neglected. the The club itself was neglected for fourteen years by Mike Ashley. It's not really an exciting prospect to go there. At the moment, unless you're using it as a stepping uh, stepping stone, like Musa Sissoko did, um, like so many others have, did, ignored. That's a nice. I would say more pillaged by Mike <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> used for his financial gain by Mike Ashley. <laughs> I mean, ignored would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's trying to be fair and kind. <laughs> I, I'm I'm being fair and kind for all the Newcastle supporters that are going, ignored? Nah, we would have loved ignored. Ignored would have been much better than what Mike Ashley did to us. Yeah, but it, it just like, and Sean Dyche himself, I mean, it just doesn't exactly inspire, I'm going to go there and enjoy my football. You know, right. the guy eats gravel. He eats earthworms. He takes his family on holiday simply to play the looky like game. Um, and he walks outside without, you know, without a coat on in the snow and shares a photograph of it. And everybody go up and down the pitch about how hard he is. Like, come on. It, yeah, but he it's, does. It's kind of losing its its stick here. It, it is. And it's it's kind of getting dull. And I, I hate saying that. And, the, um, you know, the, every Burnley support I've ever met has always been a pretty fair knowledgeable and kind person right but i'm kind of getting bored with them as a club in general yeah well and and maybe maybe for them it's going down right now might be the right thing and dice in that spot might be the right person as they are changing over as ownership and making impacts and changes and things to their stadium and figuring out ways to get people to i mean for christ's sakes North, far, far north, right up near the fucking Scottish border, you know, fucking away from everything. Maybe that's the grand scheme. It's we go down for a little while, a season or two to kind of get our shit together. You know, yeah, it could, could be. be it. I don't know. And and why shake it up even worse? If you get rid of the coach, how many times do we see a team that's been very comfortably in the Premier League go down to the championship and then walk right the fuck down to League One. Uh, another one in that area, Sunderland. <clears throat> yeah, Sunderland, Leeds, Wigan. Like, there's Hull did it as well, where you just see them go right no the fuck down. No disrespect to Ben, but Wigan's a rugby town. Yeah, yeah it's very <laughs> true. Very true. For Burnley didn't even play this weekend. Fuck right, right. For five, five straight matches, Norwich has not been able to manage to get a goal. Yep. In, insert Everton. We'll score two in 90 seconds. Well, no. Boom. No, you scored one of them. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, yes, we did. First. Ida, I thought Ida's oh, was boy, fortunate. Oh, boy, did we? I thought Ida's was fortunate. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the replay from the other angle. Completely meant to do that, and it did not deflect off of anybody. No. He lifted it over Pickford's thigh. I yep. thought that it, it kind of got jumbled up in there. Yeah. And he just stabbed it home, and it, 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 he was fortunate. He wasn't. He meant to do that. Yeah. It's a great finish. Yeah. Um. Nothing you really do about it. I mean, you allowed them to get their tails up. Now, again, with the injuries, you had people coming back from injuries. So when Yerry Mina came on the field and when Richarlison came on the field, mm -hmm. they changed that game. I mean, Everton looked fantastic in the second half uh, when, when they came on, and it showed. Richie's, you know, and Richie's, Richie's goal was Richie's fucking, fucking brilliant. Goal. But it was too little too late at that point. I mean, But, but even then, before you put the subs on, right, Rafa doesn't put the subs on right away, right? A team playing that poorly at halftime and the manager goes meh it's well, wait, fine yeah, yeah. and then they almost give away the ball and um you know i'm sorry uh ida should have had, had should have had a second yes he on, on, i mean wide open bar, didn't he? Uh, no 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 it was the, the it was box. the little miss pass by mylinko the new uh, oh, the new yeah, left yeah, back yeah, yeah. and then pickford saved it and king cleared oh, it away what a fucking looney tunes club you are yeah it's fucking mushari that's so you got to get a director of football in again, and and fucking tell Mashari to just shut up and sign the checks, right? Because you sell one of the best left backs in the country mm -hmm. because you want to stick with the manager, right? And five days later, uh -huh. you sack said manager. Yeah. yeah. So now you have 
Plinko, what was his name? Mylenko. <laughs> now, now here's here's the one advantage. Oh, Musari just dropping his chips. Well, here's get, you remember. Yes, I Price do. Is right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, get in. <laughs> now, here's what the the one thing is is Dinya. Yes, is twenty nine, getting ready to turn thirty. So you're selling him at the, uh, you know, at the end of quote his prime. But he had years on his deal. Oh, absolutely. And he had also, years in his legs. And also, there's, well, I mean, we'll get to it. He looked fucking brilliant. Um, but you can, I think, if there wasn't the whole fiasco of what went down, you probably could have gotten a little bit more than twenty eight million for him. You could have probably made a little bit more money off of that deal, right? <clears throat> then couple that with, you get Myelinko for. You know, he's 22, which is good, but, you know, he's not going to get up the field like Digne did, which is something we've always kind of done as a team. Normally, our defenders get up the pitch more, right? Yeah. So it's a completely, it's a guy that's more fit towards Rafa's style, and then you fire Rafa. And then on the right side, we finally get a right back, even though in the summer window, we had opportunities to get right back that Rafa turned down, Right. This guy we offered for we had offered for uh, five million in the in the summer. Gerard, when he was still with uh, Rangers, shot that deal down. We turn around and we give. I think it's it's ten, but with uh, like buy-ons gets it up to fifteen. So we basically tripled the price point of a guy who's only played twelve games with Jers. And so far, if Coleman's so slow and getting up there in years. Why hasn't he even made a fucking appearance yet? He's been on the bench twice. Like, why hasn't he even gotten, like, a 10-minute run out? Especially in this fucking game. This fucking game, Rafa only manages to make two fucking subs. You left a sub on the bench. Yeah. Like, it's, it's strange. So, there's... I, I said this when he got signed. I, I it, it was obviously quite toxic. Right. Half of the supporters were like, let's give him a chance. Half the supporters were like, fuck this dude. He's, he's Liverpool through and through. My problem is, is you all are trying to raise your profile, right? Again, get back to the glory years. Get challenged for that top six. Challenge for European places year in, year out. Again, like you used to. He's a Champions League winning coach. He took fucking Newcastle on a shoestring budget where the owner actually suggested that if he wants to buy someone, he should put up his own goddamn money. You remember that? Yeah, had him in 10th place at Had him in 10th place, yeah. I mean, comfortably in 12th finishing mm -hmm. right and on a shoestring budget with shite players right there's obviously something there right he's he's won league titles in england mm -hmm. he's won champions leagues with english teams he's won champions league with i thought he won champions league with uh real madrid if, if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. um as well he won a couple of cups in italy um but he's won in every country he's been in with the actual support, now I know y'all were kind of hamstrung by financial fair play, but there should have been, I think, a bit more of a togetherness and a coherent plan from the start with the board and Rafa, with the fans and Rafa. The problem was Rafa was part of that problem. Rafa, it, it, Rafa fought the board. Rafa fought brands. Rafa blamed the training facilities. He trained. He blamed. He blamed the uh, the general the uh, the. Um, brands he blamed players like Dinier and James and then finally when it's all said and done you got one win in 13 well yeah at I some mean, point you got to and even in his post presser even in his post presser he said the following he goes we need to learn from our mistakes 
and do better with them. We need to improve. What the fuck are you doing, asshole? Like, you, you are doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and then look at your team and go yeah y'all need to like improve on your mistakes you you're fucker? the coach you, you fucker how about you how about, how about, you? Fucking well, how you? about you help me do that since you're my coach coach me <sighs> just um and there's many stories of the past of him over coaching yeah um i think it was unfortunate with injuries for a majority of that 13 game spell there was a lot of people out that were very important to the team decore i, I will concede to some of that yes dominic calvert lewin especially richarlison mm -hmm. at one point as well um buying solomon rondon was not going to help that in any way that's a that's a flop you buy but him my, and then you play him 90 I, minutes i guess every what fucking I'm, week. i guess what i'm trying to say is there's uh, he's obviously a good coach his track record speaks for itself He's obviously a good coach for whatever reason, and I think it's partially because it, it almost seemed like Brands wanted to play like a money ball, almost like a Brentford like to do, but Mashari wants big names and Rafa wants different big names. So everybody was fighting each other, and then the fans were split, and it was just a toxic – it just didn't work. It just didn't fit, and I think that sometimes that just happens. But I, he's obviously a very good coach, has been for a very long time. And you I, know, think, I, I think he coaches a style of play that the league has passed by. And I don't think you're going to so see So you think him it's a the, Jose problem? I think it's a Jose problem. Huh. And I also think that it has a lot to do with he wanted to completely rip this thing apart and rebuild it himself. And that you cannot do in the modern day Premier League. You have to work with pieces that you have. And... And there are... Well, especially when you're facing financial fair play difficulties. Right. And there are great pieces on that team. And also, you know, the financial fair play aspect. Everybody talks about, oh, the 50, the, the, the half a billion that um that Mashiri has spent. A lot of that was prior to Brands. And Brands fixed a lot of those fucking problems. Mm -hmm. And... And it, Moved and, on a lot of those players And I think well. Brand, Brand was very poignant when he said, it can't all be the players, can it? It can't... The, right before he left the club... In, a, in 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 the stands, as the player, as fans were yelling at him, he said, "It can't all be the players, can it? It can't be." You know, uh, he was absolutely right. Although I do think uh, Mel, maybe do somebody you, should tell that to Manchester United. Hey Mel, you got that? Uh, it can be <laughs> Mel. Do you have? I think uh, Sir Steve Timothy uh, said it perfectly. Kind of sets it all right here for me. The overall thoughts. And he can fuck off. And fuck the red shite and go away with him, the cunt. All right, Michael. So do you think Sam Alder is going to take over? Oh, Jesus Christ, Kathleen. Don't ever use that name again in my fucking presence. <laughs> you know what I heard people calling him? What? Paella dice. Paella dice. It's fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. up. Very fucked up. But, you know, I got to tell you, Sam, we need to get to more serious that matters right Steve now. Steve Bruce? No, no. <laughs> The documents, Mr. Graham. Uh-oh. Fucking documents. All right, Mr. Jones. <laughs> they do not lie. Not one single solitary bit. I'll tell you what. I need to need to get my documents correct here real quick as well. So, very important. Ah, here we go. We have the documents. Patriots. <laughs> I'm up. glad to say we are free of the tyranny caused by the big six globalist that pushed Rafa Benitez agenda, but without the casualties, without the casualties, I found myself, myself almost blinded by the crooked big pro club media. But fortunately, 
I see it all clearly now, and I understand what happened. I s the global powers of the Super League don't want you to see it. I have literally, literally slept 13.5 seconds in the past 96 and a half hours, purging and dissecting these articles. It has all been a ploy. It's been a ploy. Sam Graham, producer Mel, trying to take over this show and throw me off alongside with the deep state forced vaccination, implemented VAR microchips, giving you a social credit score that will keep you locked up in your house, funded by Fauci and the Clintons, and they're going to be kicking down your doors and forcibly jabbing you in the arms. Now, Patriots, <laughs> we can't do this alone. I need your help need to go to the du drip shack right now and this is how you're going to help finance things because i've got access to the funds not the two of them those are fucking backstabbers benedict arnold's you too producer mel you fucking too even villa are involved because villa want us out as well they do appointment of steven gerrard used the you'll never walk alone mantra forces Luca Digne out of Everton over to Villa. Rafa was once Stevie G's coach. Coincidence? I fucking think not. I think fucking not. You're in on it too. I know you're fucking in on it. The ties there are obvious. I don't know why people can't see this. Now, this of course, with the coincidental blindness I suffered two weeks ago, are all a ploy to stop me, perpetrated by Graham, producer Mel, Hyung Sin Moon, all under the guise that they're gonna fucking protect the children. The fucking children. That's what you guys are hiding behind, and it's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting, both of you. I want you to know that. Mel Terrible. Fancy a slice of pizza? I mean, I could go for pizza. My own colleagues are against me, and now I don't even know who to trust. Big Dunk. Big Dunk, will you fucking save me, Big Dunk? Because I need your help. I need your help desperately. We've gotten rid of Rapa, Rafa, but perhaps, perhaps the damage may have already been done. I still don't have access to that bank account either, by the way. You don't need it. I know what you're up to. I like Pa Rafa the Gaffa. That's funny. You remember the old 90s video game, Pop mm -hmm. Rapper the Rapper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Very proud of yourself there, aren't I you? Am. Proud I of am. <laughs> Sam, to answer your lifelong question that you've been asking me this whole season, <laughs> he's a red, he's always a red, and he's a fucking cunt, okay? Hey, let me tell you, I had a really good dad joke yesterday. Uh -huh. There's a guy I play poker with. We do our online uh, tournaments on Sunday nights. There's a guy I play poker with. His screen name is K9 something or another. And somebody knocked him out uh, with a bad, he thought a bad beat. It wasn't. He was he was drawn dead. But anyway, um, he goes, man, oh, fuck, I, you know, da da da. The guy that knocked him out was like, yeah, hey Dave, I got canine out, and I was like, yeah, Dave, you didn't smell the danger. <laughs> uh, hey Houston, yes. Uh, show stat boy David Geckel would like to know is uh, Novak involved, the Australian player? 
<laughs> oh no, a, not Austra- he's at the Australian Open. Yeah, no, he's, he's a Czech. He's a closed Open. Right. He's he's a he's a he's a jo- Czech. Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic. Yeah, is that why he couldn't play the Australian Open? Oh, he's absolutely involved. So absolutely involved. The Australian government's involved. That's a whole shit show. Well, I mean, because he won't take the he won't take the jab, and the reason why he won't take the jab is because he understands he's fighting for freedom. <laughs> he doesn't want VAR fucking following him around. <laughs> Famously, tennis first had VAR. Yeah. <laughs> Not things you need to bother yourself with. (laughs) Let's chat about some fun matches. Two teams had draws, and there was a five-goal thriller. And, in fact, you know what? We're going to go ahead and talk about both the matches for the Irons. Aston Villa 2, Man U 2, Crystal Palace 1, Brighton 1, Leeds 3, West Ham 2. Somebody called that one. And West Ham 2, Norwich 0. First half, all United. Second half, all Villa. Yeah, um, big time. I would like to know. Great performance, by the way, from Villa. Um, mm-hmm. They never let their heads drop. It was it was brilliant. Excuse me. The uh, what I what I do want to know is why was uh, Philip Coutinho's mouth so dry at the end of the game? <laughs> Did you notice as soon as the full time whistle went, there was a lot of this kind of shit. No, I the was camera too never left his face, and he. <laughs> Just look at who kind of stretching his lips. Now, I am a little. They kept constantly licking them. It was like, get that man a chapstick. I am a little Justine, dis- get him a chapstick. That he was a uh, man of the match when he was in for like 20 minutes and he had a goal and an assist. But Ramsey also had a goal and an assist and was in twice as long. His teeth aren't as pretty. Oh, and Ramsey had some beautiful slide tackles too. Yep. Yeah, and he I'm doesn't. Ha- and he also doesn't have a hairdo like uh, Sam Graham as well. Uh, by the way, boys and girls, I got all fired up and I forgot to do the most important thing. So I poured myself extra <laughs> as as punishment. So oh my god, because you haven't had enough malort yet this season. <laughs> <sighs> Something tells me I'm drinking a little bit less. We'll have to get Adam to rewrite the theme song. It doesn't even phase him anymore. <sighs> nope. Oh no, it phases me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, brilliant. Fuck, it phases me. But what what a game! I mean, Villa deserved more than a draw, to be honest. I mean, oh, yeah. well, they, if they Martinez had, had kept his hands on that first goal, then I know what was that. That but was now, a definite fuck up. I, Steven Gerrard did, did show his support, tagged him in an inspirational thing on uh, on Instagram. Oh, Aww. what did it say? Uh, something along the lines of "We still love you." <laughs> I, kind I did, of thing, but I, in a like poetic way. I did very much love the fact that um, you know, there you know. Cavani kind of got in his way, so he immediately like pointed at Cavani like he interfered, he interfered, he interfered. Problem, completely on sides. Not doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He can interfere only fucking once. <laughs> but also picked himself up. Had a couple of string of really good saves later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought overall, I thought Villa were the more dangerous team. I thought they deserved more than than a draw in this one. Uh, first half, a uh, couple of great saves from De Gea. He's you know starting to do that thing again where you go, oh yeah, that's right. He's a really fucking good keeper. Yeah, and when the, he the doesn't sec- fuck off, he's a really good. keeper. The second United goal was very good as well. It was a yeah. good break, yeah. good touch by Fernandez. Hit it early, hit it hard. Yep. Um, had a little bend and swerve on it. it. Was it was that was a good goal. Um, but again, like I said, Villa just didn't let their heads drop. They kept with it. They were going to bring Coutinho on before that goal happened. Right. Just stuck to the plan. Fuck it. Let's go. Keep it moving. And he comes on. Jacob Ramsey obviously got his his moment um, from a Coutinho pass and then uh, returned the favor just a few minutes later. And um, Brazilians traditionally in in our beloved sport are known for being so silky smooth and ultra 
you know, skillful and yeah. doing all the rabanas and the fun, you know, the fun stuff. And yeah. famously, you know, with Scotland, hey, when Scotland put were, that in with his dick. When Scotland were playing, <laughs> when Scotland were playing Brazil, remember in uh, uh, was it nineteen ninety? Maybe mm-hmm. um, they walked down a corridor uh, and look in the. They were all like doing shuttle runs. It was like a delay because of mm-hmm. lightning or something. And they were doing like shuttle runs in the in the corridor, you know, right between the dressing rooms. And somebody, maybe Big Dunk, you know, who knows, um, said that it wasn't Big Dunk, but they walked over to the Brazil dressing room and, and looked in the window, and they were just in there dancing, and it was like we're fucked. Yeah. We're absolutely fucked. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Is <laughs> it? They're just all in there, you know, samba. Just you know, it's supposed to be cool. Almost fell over twice, couldn't sort his feet out, and then bang, right yeah. foot, back in yeah. the net. Yep. It was all over the <laughs> it was place. was the clumsiest fucking thing I've ever seen a Brazilian do. Uh, all <laughs> it, it appeared that all Villa needed was just a little magic, and they brought on the little magician, and voila. Goal, assist, well, assist goal. What, well, what, what are you talking about? What, what are you yeah. talking about here? The announcer for NBC has to be super proud of himself, <laughs> like even more than me with my dad jokes. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy had to be writing all week for this. Oh, Do you he hear was this? so excited oh, for know, Coutinho to come on. What a great spell with Liverpool, you know. The, the nicknamed him the little magician on the back of that spell. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to Barcelona, and it just hasn't really worked out. You know, every magician has a bad spell from time to time. Like, oh, yeah. Kept it. Shoot, yeah, he leaned on he that was, one. Uh, it was all over it. Here's, here's it was all funny, over it. Here's the funny thing is, let's say Coutinho's not there. You know what, you know what they'd be talking about? Newsflash. Luca Digne is a great fucking left back, and he was on fire in that match. Yellow I mean, such a glow up from target to <laughs> Luca Digne in every way possible. Up yeah. and down the pitch. I mean, ser- seriously, now you have this is this is like having Baines and Coleman in their prime. This is Cash and Digne on those wings. Ooh, what? Watch well, I, out! I, I, I would argue though. Coleman being a pasty Irishman, yeah, and Baines looking like a, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Right, we're not talking about if looks. You, we're talking listen, about actual. Vi- Villa fucks. We're talking about looks. And <laughs> now you true. have a very attractive Frenchman on one side and Matty fucking Cash on the other <laughs> yeah. with eyes to goddamn die for. <laughs> oh yeah. If he wasn't a footballer, he'd be on the nine hundred two one zero reboot. You know Damn what I'm saying? Eyes, <laughs> S- sorry, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be on the nine hundred two one zero reboot, Matty um, Cash. But but in that style of play, you have two wing backs or outside fullbacks that will get all the way up the pitch and will still get all the way back down the pitch and make a tackle. And sometimes give away two penalties in one game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it, it, the, the mm, there. There's going to be sometimes where Villa fans, honestly, you're going to scratch your head with this. This happened with Dine. There would be sometimes we were just like. What you seriously do? Like that yellow card like, was boneheaded. Well, like Yarmolenko, uh, there was a ga- goal that he scored against uh, against Everton in a two nothing win. Where it's like, okay, Yarmolenko saw left foot. Dine, why are you letting him run in on his left yeah, foot? Yeah. Why are you letting him run? Why are you letting him run? Why are you letting him run? Oh, they just scored. Well, why'd you let him run in on his left foot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they, that's one of those ones where if you know he has a left foot, you do what we like to call a Sam Graham, and you stand on the outside of him and make him—I mean, the inside of him—and make him go only to his right. That's it. I, I shut down many a left-footed player uh, against us uh, for DU back in the day. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see just one final thought on this. Um, I'm interested to see for Villa. They might be extending themselves a little. 
Like as far as, you know, Coutinho, yes, he's on a loan. He ain't cheap. Option to buy, that ain't going to be cheap. Dinier I, towards to to in closer to thirty than he is to twenty. Right. Yeah, but I, I think there's there's still legs in Dinier. Oh um, yeah. Oh, he, I'm not doubting. He's I think obviously he's got he, at least two three years. He's obviously well rested. <laughs> yeah, no hasn't shit. played for the last two months. No shit. <laughs> uh, but in, in terms of Coutinho, I think right now at least Barcelona is picking up a lot of those wages. That's good. Um, and you got to remember they didn't spend a majority of that hundred million. Right. They only spent about 40 of it. Right. So they have the financial fair play. But they also spent a lot the, the two leg, years prior. Leg, leg room, I think, to, um, I, to, I think, to get I think, it done. I think that hundred I think that hundred covered the sins of the last two seasons for them. But you know what? they've I, spent a lot well, that, that of could money. Be. You know what else I, I, I think, though, is, is I do think that Philip Coutinho seems like he just wants to play football, right? Right. I think he'd be willing to take a pay cut. It could be to the case. get out of fucking Barcelona. I think, well, there's not not even a guarantee Barcelona be able to pay him. Well, he gets being one point six billion in debt. Well, and he gets to go play with he gets to go play with Stevie, which it clearly yeah it's he's already trifling. <laughs> he, trifling, by the way, if you're not from the DMV, <laughs> is <laughs> a word that we used back in the early to mid to late nineties. Uh, that means fucked up. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You you know what. Cole will get trifling. <laughs> oh, she will. Cole, yes, she will. Cole's, Cole's a DMV girl. She'll get it. <laughs> Moving on to the El Get Wico. Uh, mostly one-way traffic for Brighton, but they found themselves down at the end of the first half. <sighs> yeah. Annoys me. I ha- I was at the book with my brother for this game because <clears throat> it was his 30th birthday. Ah, happy uh, birthday. Yeah, so we went to the book. I and- bet you you spent more on him than he spent on you for your bachelor party. I gave him 50 bucks. Okay, yeah, he he put five on a game because <laughs> yeah. I shamed him into it. <laughs> the uh, yeah, so it was annoying because I had Neil Mopay to score, mm-hmm. and Brighton to win the first half. It was nil nil the first half, by the way. Oh, okay, Both early goals, yeah, yeah. That's right, early second Both half. My, my apologies, but I uh, pissed me off because they were awarded that penalty, which was a penalty, by the way. Yeah. Um, and had Pascal Gross not been on the field, it would have been Neil Mope taking the penalty. And you would have hit your And back. I looked at my brother. He had just got there, and I was like, guaranteed right now, Pascal Gross saves this. No, he did. He got, we've been standing here about 15 minutes. Butlin. I said, or Jack Butlin, I mean. Yeah. No, 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 Gross. I said, I bet you. He misses. Misses this penalty. And Neil Mope scores. Fucking Butlin saves it. Mm-hmm. Corner. Corner goes in. Neil Mope scores. I was like fucking hell <laughs> i had 10 bucks on it would have returned me like 78 bucks yep they call it back var for a nothing for nothing that was not a foul mm-hmm. neil mope pulled his leg back butland diving had his hands on the ball for less than a second hits it into mope's hip ball ends up in the back of the net they blow for for a foul Yep. Yep. Absolute garbage. We've seen that already happen. This we've already seen that happen this season. Where, uh, but it's garbage. To, yep. It's absolute garbage. It was so not a free. foul. Yeah. Brighton should feel very hard done. They deserve to win this game, in my <laughs> opinion. Um, and it was a very fortunate, actually, own goal. Um, same exact thing, but from the other side of the field that happened to Michael Keane. Yeah. Um, you know, stretching to to stop a cross or a cutback, and you just divert it into your own net. Yeah. And it very unfortunate, but. 
I think Brighton deserve more than a more than a draw here. Personally, I'm, they were the better team for me. I'm going to give Palace a little credit in this in this regards. Um, that is a we're going to our bitter rival stadium. We need to ugly this up. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Connor Gallagher's goal was brilliant. And that's what kind of you know Fiera went. Okay, well this is this is like going to Spurs, right? This is like let's fuck let's fucking mess with them a little, right? And um, but but it, you know what? The two teams. Let let's at least say this. Let's finish up here. talking about this and get the two. Uh, let's get to the two West Ham matches. Very clear and easy to figure out right now. These are two teams on the up, flat out on the up. Yeah, big time. There is no doubt about it. You like, even if it was an ugly match and one side was, it, these are two teams that are going to be battling for that ninth, tenth, eleventh spot. Absolutely, yeah. and and they also, besides that, it's starting to feel to me like a real derby. Yeah. Oh yeah. The atmosphere, the the anger within the players is starting to feel like a real derby. It was quite chippy from time to time in this game as well. <clears throat> yep. When when Brighton first came up to the league, you didn't really have it, it's just kind of it was billed as a derby. You know, we we always call it the fake derby. Right. Yeah. But it 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 was billed as a derby, but it it just didn't have that steel. But oh. now now it's starting to get that vigor. It's well, starting to get that intensity. I told you last season we used to joke about it, and then last season there I started like, "Yep, I'm starting to get it. Yeah, I'm getting it." it now Absolutely it's starting to it. it's starting to really buy into itself. I and guess. it's it's also a match I look forward to watch. Like as a neutral, it's like, "Oh, I'm going to go watch the Gat Weeko." Yeah, I'm definitely uh, going to. I don't because yeah. then we got to hear a ton of shit from two of the most insufferable people that I've ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I love both of you. Uh, let's let's kind of talk about um, both of the West. Ham oh, I meant Brad and Jan. Sorry. Yeah, well, we, not... oh, oh, that didn't need to be said. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, so Paul's he's talking awesome. about. So he's talking about. He's talking about. Brad and my mother-in-law. That's exactly who he's talking about. I'm joking. I didn't think for I'm a second joking. you were talking about Paul. <laughs> um, let's talk about both of the West Ham games kind yes. of collectively. Get the win in the midweek, lose over the weekend. Um, I, th- I told you this on uh, injury time, that this was a trap game, that West Ham's been playing too many games in a row, and that this is one that Bielsa probably circled on the calendar and went, we're gonna win this one Why did right you sound here. Like that on the calendar, yeah, right here. We're gonna win this one. Um, yeah, that's you're probably right. Uh, being at home, I thought it was a bit strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leeds just had too much for him. Jack Harrison, first professional hat trick. Yep, uh, was brilliant actually. Uh, in the game, one was quite lucky, if mm-hmm. you ask me. That that uh, the was it the middle goal, or the third. That was the flick on that hit him in the thigh. That was number two. He was onside by like a toenail. Yeah, it was number like, two. Very lucky. Yeah, number um, two. But the other two were great goals. <clears throat> Both of the other ones were great goals. And really should have been a draw. But for some reason, Jared Bowen decided to put his chesticles out there instead of his head, which would have been loads easier. <laughs> well, let's see here. That man should have <laughs> and probably... And how do you chest the ball over the crossbar? That, I want to know that too. That man probably should have scored ten and a half goals <laughs> yeah. so far well, this week. Between the two games, yeah. Jesus he hit the Christ. fucking post twice I, in I, the midweek game. I did enjoy the irony of the um he gets the goal in the midweek game, the one that gets called back, the very first one, because Velasic was in the way of the keeper. I'm like, oh, Leeds fans are fucking stupid yeah. over this. And within seconds, three, two, one. 
gecko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fuck they don't call that against us in the FA Cup. <laughs> well, what's his name? Um, uh, who was it? Rafinha, maybe. Some no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm I'm thinking of the wrong chance. Antonio. Mm-hmm. Should have also West Ham really could have won this game if you if you take these chances in microcosm. Um, Bowen at the end, of course, right at the death yeah. would have been the winner. But the the other goal was the uh, Mikel Antonio standing up. Was it Mateus Click or somebody? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then blazing over from eight yards out with his left right. foot uh, when he turned him in the box. That just got to have a little bit of composure. I mean, you're you're West Ham's all time leading goal scorer in the Premier League. Yeah, you, you have to do something here, and to not be able to keep after holding him off like that to not be able to keep your knee and your head over the ball to keep it down is a bit ridiculous yeah we uh, and Smokey's going nuts I told you he's not a center forward <laughs> fuck off mate I, I um uh, one last one last thought on Bowen to uh kind of chat about the the Norwich game like he legitimately should have scored five goals Oh like, yeah, he had he two. The, he had two. He hit the post twice. Yeah, it, it it only it only took him five goals to score two. Kind of like how it <laughs> yeah. only took Richarlison <laughs> to get a hat trick to score one. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like like you're just gonna keep. Taking and there away. was a VAR one, wasn't there that in was the midweek? The, yeah, yeah. That was there, the one where I told you where it was Vlasic and the ball right. went over. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that and put it off the post, and then he was called off sides where he was just barely off sides, and yeah, it was. Uh, very interesting, but that man is on a heater. Uh, the problem is, is that Harrison managed to score all three of his in one game, and Bowen split him up, which meant uh, one of them was a loss. Well, yeah, and, and the other thing, I mean, leads to their credit too. West Ham equalized twice in this game, both of them good goals as well. Yep. I mean, Leeds could have very easily they're like fuck again, you know, and let their let their body drop, let their let their head kind of kind of hang, and they didn't. They kept pushing, and each time they went ahead was within really just a few minutes after oh, West Ham yeah. scored. Oh, yeah. Immediately so they after. were right back onto it. Bang. Um, Gekko's going to hate me for this, uh, as as Lars is as well, other other lead supporters. Um, I don't think Rafinha lasts with this squad. I think he ends up at a top six side next season. Oh, absolutely. I right. think this summer he's fucking gone. I was saying that earlier. Uh, earlier last I summer, he, I was like amazed he didn't get signed uh, last summer. Yeah, be honest with you. Yeah, Ag- totally agree. Running out the rest of the league, you know. So that happened. Southampton four, Brentford one, Wolverhampton three, Southampton one, Man City one, Chelsea nil, Liverpool three, Brentford nil, and the North London derby no go so well. No <laughs> get played. It didn't happen. It went fine. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to do it. Um. James Ward Prowse and set pieces. Fucking hell. <laughs> like in the what a goal. Well well that's okay, that's in the loss, but in the in the um in the four one win, oh yeah, definitely two James Ward Prowse fucking corners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Goals like. No, but the goal I, I just I don't even care we're talking about it. The goal was fucking brilliant. Yeah. I don't care that it was in a loss. Man. It sucks that it was in a loss because most people won't remember it. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Yeah, and it's then, fucking brilliant. And and then you know again two two assists in the fucking midweek on fucking corners because this man is a fucking specialist. Oh yeah, an absolute fucking specialist. I mean, so Southampton were quite ruthless against Brentford. They scored on four out of their six shots on target. Mm-hmm. Why they can't do at least somewhat close to that on a consistent basis, I don't know. Yeah. Um. 
Uh, probably because if they did, they'd be selling their striker to someone else. Yeah, probably. But it, it just they're going to have to try to find these goals consistently because I thought they played very well against Wolves as well. Yeah. And then ended up losing the game 3-1. to one. So I, it's, it's a weird one. Adama Traore, first goal this season. I know. What are you doing? Yeah. Composed, great finish. Yeah. But like earlier, I think it was Podence running in from the left. Traore is running across the box snatches at the ball with his off uh, off foot mm-hmm. on a full volley blazes Pro- ball probably went out of the stadium might be starting like, to what reach are you doing might be starting <laughs> to reach the point with um Triori where the individual skills don't necessarily equal an overall pop product is what it's starting to start to feel like yeah i hear you you know um Bad week for Brentford too, as a whole. Just oh, not a good week for no, Brentford. No, big time. Uh, one one other point about Southampton. Like I said, they had six shots on target in the in the win, with scoring four of them. They had ten out of their thirteen overall shots on target against Wolves. Mm-hmm. Only found the net once. Yeah, and it was in spectacular fashion. Now, <sighs> Jose Sa did very very well. Mm-hmm. Made a couple of really good saves. Oh yeah, but you have to put some of these chances away. Oh god, they yeah. should not have lost that game. Well, and then to Wolves' credit, you know you're starting to get goals too. It's not oh, just yeah. one nothing wins. You're they're they're poised to put themselves right in that hunt for a good mm-hmm. European spot. And that and also got a bit spicy. Wolves Southampton. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Did. That was fun. Yeah, it was I, I, I enjoyed that game. Um, and then for the uh, Southampton Brentford match, uh, it's never a good thing when uh, they say the goalkeeper's name a lot. No, and they said uh, Alvaro Fernandez's <laughs> name a lot because. He done fucked up. Yeah. A lot. It was not great. <laughs> he did not have a very good, good day at the office. It was not a good performance. There was one there was one he just got beat on where he just pounded his hands into the ground where it was just like, fuck, I got scored on again. <laughs> Mel, can I can I get one of the uh not your best efforts, please, from you? No, you. You, you say, say it. it. Oh, do you, uh, I don't think you have a button for it, do you? No, I was looking for it. I think I might <laughs> Just say it. No. Um, Do it live. Uh, yeah, not your best effort. <laughs> <laughs> Love uh, it. Mr. Graham, I'm going to save it for Patreon, but I'm going to tell the story about where not your best effort came from. Oh, good. Yeah, because funny enough, here's a teaser. It's not her that initially has said that before. Oh, really? No, and him saying it might have got him temporarily kicked off another podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so we'll, we'll get to it. That, 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 that's that's a, a that's a teaser. That, yeah, that's exactly in the business. We call that a teaser. Uh, thank you for playing, Chelsea. You're not involved in the title hunt anymore. That was the most boring game I've ever seen in my life. It's why it's an Oso. It's fucking terrible. That's why I looked at. That's why I looked at this weekend and said, you know what? We need to start talking about the bottom of the table more because it's more interesting. Yeah, it's even horrible. if it's not necessarily quality soccer, it's just more interesting. Keppa made five saves though. Yeah, good on him. They lost. Yeah, it's. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, fantastic goal again. Brilliant. If Liverpool wants any chance at all of the title, they have to beat City when they play them, and they have to win their game in hand. Otherwise, the title has already been won. It's going to fucking City. Yeah. I don't like maybe City slips up against United because it's a derby. I I don't really see where City's. No, they're not making up this many points. There's no way. Yeah. And again, Liverpool has to win their game in hand 
and they have to beat City when they play City. Uh-huh. They have to. They and they can't beat. slip up. No. And that's and they then they have to be absolutely perfect. After Does City that. have to play Palace again? Uh yeah. They saw Ooh, a post. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah, really not I mean, really not much to say about the match. It was just meh. Yeah. It really it was. Sucked. No, it was terrible. I it hate it. Very disappointing. Subs getting it done for Liverpool. Yes. You know? They did. Uh Fabinho, the Ox, and Minamino. Yeah. Um Saw Liverpool equal their tally for the reverse fixture, uh, but they did keep Brentford at arm's length. Now Brentford, I thought, and I said this at halftime in my uh, my analysis Sunday, I I really thought Brentford was played pretty well. Don't give thought up they that had goal some to Fabinho in the forty yeah. fourth minute, and you go in at halftime, you go, all right, eh, we got this, we we can we can hold our own. Yeah, I I thought they played very well. They looked dangerous on the break. It, it just couldn't take the chances. It just wasn't happening for them, and which is unfortunate because. I, I think they deserve it. Now, I think there's at least three teams that are worse than them this season, and they will stay up, thank thank goodness, because yeah, I've enjoyed up. them being here. They're very much staying um, up. I, I agree. But they are up. having a bit of a baptism by fire, and they need to learn some of these lessons very, very quickly. Or you could see Thomas Frank be one of the first managers let go uh, next season. Next season, they could also find themselves very quickly turning into Sheffield. Oh, yeah. Remember how well Sheffield, Sheffield was a top-10 team. I mean, they could have and a— And then the very next year— Worse than the league and went right the fuck oh, down. Oh yeah, they they could absolutely have some some um, uh, sophomore syndrome for sure. Well, especially because the rest of the league is going to go. Okay, that was good. That was cute. Yeah. Now we know what you're doing. <laughs> you enjoy yourself. Yeah. We, we we know what you're doing now. It's a Huddersfield. Same thing. They they managed to stay up their first go their first go round in the very next season. It was like okay, well we we know what you're up to now. So right. we we got you. Oh oh, we game planned for you. So we know exactly what to fucking expect. And suddenly you go, ooh, who are we going to beat? Only the teams around us. Oh shit! There's only two teams around us. I guess we're going down. You know right, exactly. And then definitely, God, I I hate the fact that we have to bring it up and talk about it, but we really kind of have to. Um, first and foremost, I do want to say I don't blame uh, Arsenal for really working the system, but if you're gonna let this, if you're gonna write such a shitty rule under the guise of COVID, you kind of open the door for people to kind of get away with shit. Well, it said, the, the the rule says COVID being a factor. Yeah. What What's strange to me, what I don't understand about it is earlier in the say maybe this is a makeup call. Yeah. Which we know happens with referees from time to time. Earlier in the season, first week of the season, we had three or four players out with COVID. Mm-hmm. We had a couple other concerns. Uh, and then we had Thomas Partey got his ankle fucked up by Chelsea in a preseason fixture to a week before the season started. And you had to play that game against Brentford. We applied to have the game postponed, and the league said no. Fuck you. Yeah. This one, Martin Odegaard was the only person with COVID publicly. Right. The others... couple guys at AFCON, which, again, that should mean fuck means, all. means nothing. Yeah, right. one of them wasn't even normally involved. Right. Uh, in recent weeks in, in Aubameyang, yeah, who we now know also has heart problems, supposedly. Oh, no. Gabon uh, sent him home. No from shit. From the tournament. Yeah, he didn't pass his medical with the uh, with the national team. That's scary. Yeah, not great. Um, a raft of those, actually, recently with uh, Sergio Aguero as well. Well, because, obviously, with what happened, happened with Erickson. Early Erickson. retirement, and then, right. Yeah, Christian people, Erickson. with what happened to Erickson, I guarantee you, people are taking that much more seriously now. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I listened to a very cool episode. It's from a while ago, I think, in in terms of last year. I think it was like six, seven months ago, maybe. Eh, might have been about four months ago. Um, uh, 
real big podcast YouTuber guy, Jackmate. Yeah. We've talked you about him a couple this, times. You mentioned this, the Bolton guy. Yeah, with uh, Fabrice Mwamba, who started his career as an Arsenal trainee, was in the Arsenal Academy, made right. a few um, first-team appearances for Arsenal as well. Uh, went on to, we know him at Bolton when he collapsed. Yep. Um, also, I forgot to mention, too, at Spurs at one point, um, maybe it was their FA Cup tie. Another person had a medical emergency in the stands. Oh, Jesus. Watching Tottenham will give you a fucking heart attack. <laughs> so luckily for everyone involved, they didn't play this weekend against us. Right. Also, cunts in their statement, by the way. Uh, you know what? But here's the thing. Now you're gonna you're gonna have this attitude because trust me, if Liverpool had said that about us, I'd be like, fuck those guys, right? But as the neutral, I can say the following. They're justified in being pissed off about it. No, they're, they're not. Just, they're, they're justified in being pissed off about it. They're justified in making it's their such short remark. notice. Their game if, was called off for inclement weather 45 minutes before kickoff. If this People were already happened, on a train. Shoe on the other foot, you guys would have thrown the jab. I wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah, it would have. And, and it, I, I don't... Here's the thing with the, the, that's the problem with that. And I kind of want to wrap this all up is I don't have a problem with Tottenham being upset about it. I also don't have a problem with Arsenal working the system. Well, you got to do what you got to do. It's it's very simple. Again, as we've seen over and over Is and over bullshit? again. Is it bullshit? Yes. As we've seen over and over and over again with this league, with everything, they always want to take this gray area bullshit. Draw a fucking line. Fucking, and, and now we are to the point where that's it. The COVID, it's just no longer an excuse. All these you made you made fucking Everton go to fucking the bridge and play nothing but kids. Fucking make people play. It's not like you don't have bodies to play that match. Well, you do. <laughs> like well. you do. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's it's time to move on from it. And and funny, again, somebody's been saying it from the get-go that you just have to fucking get like you you have to keep it moving. And that's the case. Well, now. that's it. Inj injury games or keep yeah. it moving. Done. The other thing, I mean, Burnley had their game suspended because they have a COVID case also. They also sent two players out on loan. Yeah. We sent a few players out on loan. We sold Ainsley Minton Niles. Oh, no, he's on loan. I'm sorry. We had two or three players go out on loan. We had the three at AFCON. The one can't play because of heart problems. And then we have one COVID case. Is it bullshit? Yes. Do I blame the club for looking out for their own interests? Oh, no, God, no. Of course God, not. No. That. It's there. It's ultimately it is the Premier League's fault for writing a rule which is very easily vaguely interpret uh, interpreted. Right. That's their write, fault. Write a shit rule or write a, a you know write a chicanery rule. Expect chicanery in return. Absolutely. I mean, no, never mind. I don't want to bring that up. That's it. No. Look at a salesman's tax record. Right. Whoop. Sure money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Sure Money. This is where we make bets to help better inform you in your betting patterns, and our uh, our picks are sure to win you good money. Well, I mean, if you bet with me, they do. <laughs> this week. What are you up to now, about 8%? I, I only worry about what I'm currently doing, and right now, Daddy's on a heater. You're only as good as your last result. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm, I lost again. I'm down uh, 507 Schmackaroonies. Uh still I think good enough for first place. Either way, um I went with my cup of losers because I generally forget to do this bit. Mm -hmm. Uh Newcastle. That's what I get. Yeah. Idiot. There you go. Crumble it up and throw it this way. Oh have a little contest. Right. As you can see down on Sam's screen. See me here. Let's see what we got. 
Ah. Fucked it. <laughs> Absolutely fucked it. All right, what do you have this week, big man? You're a little short. Um, I <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hit either they drop points or I win money. So that only puts me down now $1,391. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 13.043478% of the time, Mr. Graham. Works 100% of the time. Trending up, baby. Trending I want to up. apologize to you. I yeah. sold you short there with yeah, 8%. Yeah, exactly, because it was 9% <laughs> before, so you should have known I was moving up. <laughs> Math is fun. I'm keeping with the bit, seriously. Until they get three points and I lose money, I'm sticking with the Liverpool bandwagon. Liverpool to beat Palace over two and a half goals and both sides score at plus 195. It's like a 2-1 right. win. And in like I said, until Liverpool wins and I don't hit my bet, I'm betting on Liverpool because either they're going to win me money or they're going to drop points. Either makes me happy. <laughs> or they could win 4-0 and you still lose. And that's when I stop betting on them. <laughs> Again, I told you. You're just trying to get to, out of it. They have to win. You committed to a bit that you points. weren't prepared to commit nope. to. I'm only I'm only committing I'm committing to the bit as long as they win and I make money. All right. I'm okay with that. That's fine. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. Pat, how you doing, bud? Hey, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Yeah, you know, just kind of hanging out. Oh, doing yeah, the show. I've been kind of listening. <laughs> Uh, real, real, real quick. Uh, just want to chime in, uh, Pat. How was this weekend for you? Uh, it, ooh, Saturday I don't really remember too much. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like that, uh, I don't know. It was okay, I guess. I mean, huh. yeah. I mean, that's a whole different uh, argument with the NFL and what they're doing with all these wild card games, man. I mean, it was just blowout after blowout, man. I... They just put too many teams in. I I was just hoping for what I was hoping for is that you got really drunk and you bet a bunch. That's all I really cared about. <laughs> no, no, I'm not put the phone away, man. I he, showed you a picture of some of the bourbons that we were drinking. Holy yeah. shit, man! Straight uh, to the head. The, <laughs> wild wild card weekend. This boy Pat degenerate. Oh yeah, he he loves him some wild card weekends. Yeah. I, what was the deal with the Nickelodeon game? Is that a thing I didn't see it, in recent years? I, I, I saw it last year on Super Bowl. Yeah, they like have all slime things, and it's a little gimmicky, but it's fun to watch for like five or ten minutes, especially if you got kids. It, again, why? I mean, what other programming is going to put eyes on your television set at that time? You know, especially oh, for the Super Bowl. Better than watching the Puppy Bowl. Oh my God, I had to deal with freaking years with kids that wanted to watch the Puppy Bowl during the freaking Super Bowl. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> You're like, shut up, shut up, child. Now, Daddy's got yeah, props. What are the odds the gold commercials? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, I've never, I've <laughs> never seen the puppy bowl ever. You know what well, else? If it's got odds on, on the uh, golden retriever scoring a touchdown, then I, I could give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> now you know you know what I did not care for by Nickelodeon, and I think they did it on purpose. The female commentator. Seems like she was paid to be asking questions the entire time. Like, oh, the dumb girl that doesn't watch sports. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because everything that happened, oh, why can't you do that? Oh, what's it? It's like, Nickelodeon, what are you doing? And then they had to have the two guys explain it to her. It was very strange. I didn't like it. 
I thought it was weird. The man who liked yeah. the mansplain didn't like the mansplain. I don't like to mansplain. I just like to explain things I know fucking about, which is a lot of shit. <laughs> Do you have a penis? Yeah. Okay, you're mansplaining. That's then. not how it works, and you know it. <laughs> no, it's but seriously, I thought it was a very a strange. Shit when we know the shit already. <laughs> I think it was a very strange ploy. Anyway, Pat, what do you have this week? Oh, um, well, this week I am going with, uh, I guess my kind of becoming normal, a favorite parlay. Uh, so I'm still down 690 because obviously the arsenal and you just touched on that. Uh, you know, we're a bunch of pussies or whatever. And, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so this week I'm going to take Manchester City, one at minus one and a half goals at minus 125 against Southampton. Parlay that with Liverpool over Crystal Palace at minus 175 and Chelsea over Tottenham at minus 150. Oh, I, you're taking Chelsea? Oh, we know how well, that goes for you, I man. Well, the last time they freaking ended up with the draw. So it's like, uh, you know, I won't, I won't complain if I lose the bet on that one. So, uh, but on 110 bets, uh, that'll pay out at $408.50. Oh, that's terrible. Nice. There you go. Yeah, yeah no, it's favorite. But hey, I've hit on it before, so fuck yeah, it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so uh, um, I took a drive down memory lane today, man. I hit up my old freaking hood. Uh, took the kids skating at Bowie Ice Arena. I don't know when the last time y'all been there. Nah, but, I haven't been uh, there in a minute, man. It's been at least yeah. Years. It's been at least, at least twenty, 20 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of good memories uh, making out with chicks on Friday night. Uh, actually, <laughs> and those are the stories you told your children? Uh, choice. No, no, no. I feel like there was this time back behind over by the dumpsters with Mary Me, and, Beth. It was me really and Rebecca, fun. yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? The playground at Allen's Pond, man. I wouldn't do that by the dumpsters, man. Come on now. I got more class than that. That's That's going you do jungles. have a pond right there. Oh, you, do, yeah. oh, you worked over over by the stage over by the uh, pond. Oh, yeah, 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 or you <laughs> drop the $3 and get the paddle boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> splurge. <laughs> All right, bro. Thanks for that. That was fun, actually. Yeah, no problem. I'll talk to you guys uh, next week, I guess. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, we'll see you. All right, so I got a surefire one here. Okay. Okay. Uh, I got Norwich to beat Watford. <laughs> We're starting off strong. Yeah, you are. Villa to beat Everton. Okay. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's duh. a strong... Yeah, that's actually a strong bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not put it in here because I was nervous, but I think Luca Dini is probably going to score, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I did not put that in my bet, though. So Norwich to beat Watford, Villa to beat Everton, and Leeds to beat Newcastle. Uh, seventeen ten. They gave me on that. Wow. Yeah, and that includes. I think Norwich Watford. I think is a Wednesday game, uh. So it does include uh both the midweek and the weekend on the parlay there. Um, but it was odds I can't turn down. So if should I win that, I'd be up twelve hundred and three. Now, which I think would basically just wrap it up for the rest of the season. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I do. <laughs> I I, w- I would say the only thing that's missing there is y- if you had picked Everton to beat Villa, you. You couple that with a prop bet for uh, big dunk to hug, uh, hug ball boys at over one and take the over. That yeah. would definitely happen. So right. Oh, very good. That's not a bad segment, Sam. No, it's pretty, pretty good. You, I thought it was. You're nice. starting at the hang of it. Thanks. Right. You know what's better? Half a season in a fucking chicken. <laughs> well. Doesn't have the same timber. <laughs> you don't have to sound like the chicken. Kitty hit with an impressive 
Hold on, I gotta take more whiskey. Give me a second, y'all. This cold is serious. I got the vid. I don't. Better not. All right, let's try this one more time. There we go. Kitty hit with an impressive Wolves win and continues to improve now at 11 and 7. So this week, I gave Kitty Watford hosting Notch. Uh-oh, going, going with Sam here. In a massive six-pointer. Now, Kitty showed me a picture of her at a black tie charity event and at her table were famous actors Hugh Jackman, Stephen Fry, Jennifer Aniston, and Mila Kunis. Hmm, sad. Now, most people in the know are obviously aware of Hugh and Stephen's love of the Canaries. Of course. But very few people know that both Jennifer and Mila adopted Watford as their club on Chris Dark's BBC Radio 1. Oh, no. So all I conclude, gentlemen, is that Kitty is taking a draw with this bet. Going against Graham. But you know what she does? She hits bets a lot better than Graham does. That's going to annoy me. I mean... Kitty's really good at hitting bets, and I'm really good at reminding people to please gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up! Oh, no! Please do not let this be about Everton next season. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) The midweek got off to a Flyers. Everton beat Stockport. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. It'll be amazing next year when our championship corner one is now half the show. (laughs) Yeah. Suddenly we're Premier League and And Champions League. Right. Uh, all right, so the midweek did get off to an actual flyer with Fulham beating Redding uh, 7-0. Probably shouldn't hold this in front of the camera, right? right? Um, Uh, The Fitz Fitz tagged me. At the Majeski as well. The Fitz tagged me in a bunch of stuff this uh, this weekend. I bet. Uh, The Fitz were very, very happy with this weekend. And then Wednesday's match was postponed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Blackburn got an away win, 1-0 at Cardiff. Luton beat Bournemouth 3-2 at home. Uh, Derby beat Sheffield United 2-0. Fulham turned around from that 7-0 win with a 6-2 thumping of Bristol City. Mm-hmm. Middlesbrough beat Reading 2-1. Forest over Millwall 1-0. Coventry 4-1 over the Posh. And QPR 1-0 over West Brom, which are all important to the top of the table, obviously, and the playoff position. Well, and clearly... I mean, let's face it, for Fulham, as I know you're about to say, that's plus 11 they just added to the goal differential. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's that's huge. three points. Oh, yeah. That's three Big points, time. basically. That, 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 that's huge. 100%. Uh, that leaves Fulham top on 51 points, or as I wrote here, oints, uh, with mm-hmm. a game in hand uh, over second place Bournemouth, who is on 49 points. Uh, equal, actually, with third place Blackburn. Um, QPR is on 44 points in fourth place. West Brom continue to slide a bit, now in fifth on 42 points, having played a game more than QPR. Middlesbrough is in sixth, rounding out the playoff places uh, on 42 points. Huddersfield, Stoke, Coventry, and Forest are all in with a shout, rounding out the top 10. And Derby, fucking county, are off the bottom of the championship. Yes, they are. Just eight points from safety with a plus one goal differential, far, far, far and away better than anyone near and dear to them uh, in the bottom of the championship. I, prediction, <clears throat> yes. I'm hot take. Yes. And I want your immediate reaction. Yes. Wayne Rooney stays 
to the end of the season. Darby County stays up. Romantic homecoming. Everton boss, June 31st. Not against it. Which would also be known as July 1st. Right. June only has 30 days, I think. <laughs> not actually. <laughs> Whoops. Not not against it. Don't think it's necessarily a bad idea either. Um outside of David Moyes, and David Moyes never won a trophy. So real success within our club has always been a former player managing the team. Hmm. Timmy Howard for coach. Team. Timmy's never coached. Like sounds Dunk, right up Mashiri's alley. <laughs> Dunk Dunk has coached, and Dunk has also sat next to Champions League winners for the last two seasons, two and a half seasons. Mm-hmm. So I feel comfortable with him. And honestly, if Rooney pulls this off, he deserves a shout in the Premier League with someone. He oh, the, really does. Yeah, the, he the, really does. The question, the question is really going to be. What does he do when times are good? He's right. obviously very good at putting fires out yeah. and galvanizing a team. But what happens when they're on a string of four unbeaten, right? Five How's, unbeaten. Yeah, he actually has some money to spend. Right. He's not, you know, needing to fall asleep in nightclubs and shit and sleep in his office because he, mm-hmm. you know, pointed prostitute. Right. Forget it. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. For the fifth time. <laughs> I was I was going to say, the amount of times he'd done it, it's not alleged anymore. He does it a lot. The point is, is like, so what happens when things are good? How does he respond to that? Because some people don't do well, you know, right. if, if it's not fucking crazy. Right. So some people thrive in a dramatic environment. So I, I think it, I, I really think it's going to happen. I think Dunk will take to the end of the season. Yeah. I think he'll finish, you know, comfortably in 14th place, you know, 13th place because maybe your your damage has already been done yeah. potentially. Right. Um in terms of climbing a little further up. Yeah. And then Wayne Rooney saves Darby and um Mushiri comes and rescues him from the clutches of Mike Ashley who's talking about buying Darby County. Right. And <laughs> and Dunk sits on the bench next to Wayne. Exactly. Not, not against that. Let me tell you something. Not against You better get that. your fucking results. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Not really. I don't think anybody was particularly cunty this week. No, they weren't. They yeah. weren't at all. Didn't really hear any stories of anything. It's going to be fun when we reconfigure the studio with the cameras. Uh, D-back going to be right over your shoulder now. That'd be nice. It's going to be kind of fun. Can't Do wait. Do we have anything in the budget to put a camera on D-back? Uh, we, uh, I mean, uh, we can just have a camera on him all the time, and then I can transition to it. Hey, Lars. <laughs> 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 that's funny all righty uh thank you so much for joining us next up is injury time where we're going to talk about the beers we've been drinking check in on our adopted clubs and then preview the weekend's action along with the midweek too a lot of games going on this uh this coming week because they got to catch up from all the vitters um sam <laughs> should somebody want to check out our show how do they go about doing it absolutely it is patreon.com backslash do football show uh sign up to our one glorious five dollar tier and you will get both of our extra shows actually uh which is sound check our actual sound check where we just kind of talk about our weekend shoot the shit and check our levels uh and then injury time where we preview the weekend's action uh, talk about our beers, our adopted clubs, and uh, just generally, sometimes it's a little weird. <laughs> Heard. 
Very good. And by the way, boys and girls, if you'd like to support us any more as well, uh, check out the DU Drip Shack yep. on yeah. all of our socials. You can get a Pro Arsenal Agenda shirt. Cool DU, shit like this. DU Football shirt, DU After Dark, all that kind of fun stuff. Only, you know, uh, all that helps a lot. Helps keep the uh, train rolling here. And we yep. do very much appreciate it. Until next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Malort, but straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Get the fucking new button!